Hi there. Hey, how's it going, Shelby? Good. How are you? Good. I appreciate it. This is uh, going to be interesting. I think I'm trying to do a like series of podcasts between just uh, you know contrasting viewpoints between hunters and non. Yeah. And um, uh, your, I believe, sister uh, put us in contact, and um, so she said, and you also said that you were a vegan, correct? Vegetarian. Vegetarian. Sorry. That's okay. And what went, you know, like, just give me a little background, like where, like just where you're from, I guess. And you know, how old you are and kind of like what, how you got into the, uh, that diet. And yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah. So, um, I'm from Iowa. Um, I'm 25. Um, I've been vegetarian for, um, just over a year, like a year and a few months. Um, and it was something that, you know, I was, actually prepping for like our wedding um and just started to eliminate you know even dairy at the time as well um and then meat too and then um just maintained uh vegetarianism just based on some research that I had done and um just some things that I felt kind of coincided with my lifestyle and um some of the things I believed in do you think it do you think is it hard for you like if you go out to eat and stuff like that, do you, are, are, is it hard, difficult for you to do that? It definitely was at first. It was nearly impossible for us to like go out to eat because, you know, my husband still eats meat. My entire family still eats meat. Um, so it was really hard at first to go to a restaurant and look at a menu. And, you know, I, again, I'm from Iowa. So yeah. I have a lot of restaurants that are vegan or vegetarian friendly. Um, so it was a lot of, you know, salads and sides at first, and I'm not really a salad person. So it was, yeah, it was pretty difficult at first, but I think now I've kind of gotten into the rhythm of, you know, knowing what places, um, I like and what places can offer things beyond just a salad and vegetables. Um, and I think a lot of places too are kind of accepting the ideas that people have different dietary needs or dietary preferences, so they're starting to expand, you know, to accommodate those things. Yeah. And I, I, I know I'm, I'm kind of with you on the, on the dairy a little bit. It's kind of, I kind of have a weird lifestyle, <laughs> weird diet because I do hunt, mm-hmm. but I do try to moderate um, my, uh, you know, what I'm eating. I'm very conscious about it. Um, mm-hmm. So I totally understand when you go out to eat and obviously I go out to eat and indulge um, on whatever <laughs> suits my needs at the time. Right. Um, but uh, I do understand where you're coming from. I know some people uh, are, you know, they um, take that diet or lifestyle because of health health reasons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just just figured I'd ask, and it's very interesting because I know a lot of people who have have done that and tried that. And obviously, being in Iowa, it's difficult because we are the number one pork producer in the country now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I still, I mean, I still have family who. I'll go to like family functions or, you know, Thanksgiving and they're like, Oh, you're still doing that. And like, yeah, Yeah. I am. And then, you know, the fun question that people ask, well, what do you, what do you eat? You know, it's like, it's a weird concept as if I don't ingest normal, (laughs) normal food because I leave out that, you know, that main. So it's just, it's funny people's perception of it. Yeah. I mean, that's over sure. I don't drink and I will go to parties and I actually went on a party bus a few weeks ago. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's probably very similar with the feedback and the questions and they, and it's like, they want to sit down and 
that, you know, talk to you about, you know, how could you do that? You know, it's yep. just like, yep. I'm in the same boat. I don't drink alcohol much, you know, if yeah. that's all either. So it, you're an anomaly if you don't take part in what everybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, so uh, I lost my train of thought, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so obviously Iowa, you have to know somebody who hunts or has a relative who hunts and, you know, have you, you know, when, when did you shift from, um, I, I guess obviously it was your wedding and stuff like that, but have you always had the views that you've had on hunting, if you don't mind sharing them? Yeah. So, um, you know, and I kind of shared this with you when I, you know, sent you that message that, um, I've never been the type to find hunting specifically as like a polar topic. Um, it's never been something where like, and I think this is too something surprising for a lot of people, you know, for me being vegetarian, they think, oh my God, you must think that people who go out and hunt or, you know, do hunting for sport rather than, you know, the actual sustenance of it, you must hate those people, which I think is kind of ridiculous that people can't accept that, you know, just because I have a different preference doesn't mean that I um, think anybody's character is demeaning or diminished because of it. Um, I mean, growing up, to be perfectly honest, my dad never had like guns and he never hunted just because he did it as a kid and just didn't, you know, find a preference for it. So when I was growing up, I didn't really, it wasn't something that was in my life or really in my, um, you know, direct circle, but like my husband and I have been together since we were in high school and his entire family, it's something that's really huge and really popular in their family, um, you know, Miranda, who is the one who connected you and I, so she's my sister-in-law. She, that is something that she is so, you know, in love with. It is her passion and it is her calling. And, you know, that's never anything that I could say like, oh, I think that's stupid. Or I think you're a bad person because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's just never been something that's really called out to me. And, um, you know, I, I will go fishing and do that. Um, I'm not good, but I'll do it. Um, ask her for some tips she seems all right I know yeah I can't we used to go fishing together when she was bad but now she's so good that it's just like I she just needs to leave me alone Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um but hunting you know in any capacity whether it's you know bow or anything I just I've never been just interested in it I guess but um I can value the work and time that it takes to devote yourself to that kind of thing because it's not something how many people think you just go out and then you get it and you go home, you know, you're, it's hours and hours being outside and yeah. waiting, waiting for that perfect, that perfect opportunity. So. Yeah, it's fine. It's very interesting because I mean, that's kind of like the concept behind this. It's just like, you know, um, and we'll get, I just want to, we'll get back to more detail, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the concept of like, I understand you don't like hunting or disagree with hunting Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you don't disagree with it, but I do. So why can't we just kind of agree to disagree? You know, that's yeah. kind of where that's, that's like a lot of hunter standpoints. Like I totally get where you're coming from because, um, you know, my mom, for example, uh, uh, I hunted, my dad hunted, mm-hmm. um, and she doesn't really care for it. She could definitely leave it more than take it, you know? And sure. But, um, to have the understanding that it is something that's very important to a lot of people and very important to, um, uh, 
you know, the revenue that the state has in, in different conservation organizations that hunters are the primary income for those types of things. And mm-hmm. that, um, I think a lot of people who are against hunting, you know, are, they're not mm-hmm. willing to, they're not going to subsidize those, you know, there's the Pittman Robertson act that, um, 11, if you buy a hunting product or a license, a certain percentage goes towards these state and different agency organizations mm-hmm. and stuff sure. like that. So, well, um, um- you know, like a huge reason, sorry, not to interrupt, no. um, a huge, you know, reason that I decided to be vegetarian is not, you know, med- many, many vegetarians say that the reason why they do it is, and this is going to sound weird, but like, oh, save the animals and protect mm-hmm. the animals. And that's not necessarily my specific view on it. Obviously, like, you know, there's some peace knowing that I'm doing what I can, but I am fully aware that just because I'm not ordering chicken at a restaurant doesn't mean the person at my table or the person next to me isn't, you know, I'm one person The the impact is not going to be, um, you know, that huge. But another reason too, that based on some research that I did was just the environmental, you know, impact that, for example, living in Iowa, that pork production, it's terrible for the environment. Yeah. Um, And so I would be completely like a huge hypocrite if I said, well, you know, I think hunting is bad because you kill animals because hunting is a regulatory process. You, you know, when you do it, you are doing things for your environment, um, Mm -hmm. for overpopulation and everything like that. So I think a lot of the issue with, with topics like, you know, hunting or whatever, um, is that people are just ignorant and are not willing to accept, um, even their own points of views and apply it to something that they maybe not have thought about before. Yeah, I totally agree. That's like, yeah, you're hitting right on the head. It's, um, it's crazy because, um, and I, like I moved to Iowa from New York and, you know, I, I overthink a lot and I start doing research and, Mm -hmm. you know, not not to scare anyone, but there's, I've, I've seen a correlation between, I shouldn't even say this probably scare people, but cancer and pork, pork, uh, facility density, the density of pork producers compared to the the quantity per capita of, um, of cancer, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying they're directly linked, but it just, I was looking at some things and brain, you know, just kind of like what we're doing, just bouncing ideas off each other. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that there was a, it looked correlation through, you know, it was GIS map is what it was. And they're, you know, so I thought that was very interesting. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not a big pork person. And it's another thing that's interesting is I did go on a boar hunt last year and I had a great time, Yeah, but I'm just, I shot the pig and I butchered it obviously. And I processed it myself and I froze it. Mm -hmm. But when I got home and when I was done, I was just like, I'm not really a big pork eater. And so obviously I've found people that, were just on you know they were so excited and that to to, um to have to try wild wild boar and uh you know it's just probably not something i'll do ever again just because of i don't eat it you know and um i just i don't like i don't really like pig or pork you know so yeah well and i think on that you know that note too with um just like you know preference of different people but also um with pork or with beef. Um, and I'm not an expert again, and I've done, you know, limited research, but enough that has changed my point of view is the amount of chemicals and hormones and antibiotics that, um, mass producing meat companies have to do in order to make their product, you know, up 
to what their standard is Mm -hmm. to make it sell better. Um, But also to the amount of waste that's associated with um, like mass meat production. And that's a thing too, I think that's really important, I guess, about, you know, my views on hunting is that I can respect so much more somebody who will go out and work for that sustenance and to the amount of, as you know, the amount of pride and value that you put into, you know, something like that, that you've, you know, earned on your own and everything, you're not going to waste it. You're not going to like, you know, use some of it and throw the rest away. You're going to find people who are going to want it and need it. Yeah. Um, And I think that's something that, you know, is, is really important to me at least and goes partially, you know, with what some of my views are as to why I decided to stop eating you know, meat is just the waste that modern or that um, mass meat production and farms and stuff like that, that they, you know, do is just astonishing. So, and yeah, and I mean, I could be shooting myself in the foot because I hunt some farms that have, you know, livestock on them. And so, but I just fully under, I understand their perspective. I understand mm-hmm. your perspective and, and mine. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, the miles that some of the you know, livestock travel just to get slaughtered and back to the, um, to the grocery store and all these mm-hmm. things with the processing, you know, I, I mean, heaven forbid people feed them kids, chicken nuggets, or, I mean, that stuff just is just, uh, I get, I get the craziest amount of anxiety thinking about some of the things these people are eating. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with the hormones, um, yeah. you know, it's, I've been, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm very aware about what I eat and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm you know, like the MSGs and the cans, the soup cans. It's like, you can't even buy a can of vegetables now without falling victim to something or, you know, it's just, it's in everything. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. the other thing is with like, there's recalls. I mean, you couldn't eat, you couldn't eat part <laughs> of your diet the other day. And I know it happens to meat all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. you, there isn't really, a, there really has never been that I've ever heard of a, like a venison recall because it's such a small it's almost like if you had a garden in your backyard right yeah yep yeah I don't no one is safe (laughs) yeah and uh so yeah I mean I think it's very interesting that you've definitely taken this road and um and have you ever had venison before um so actually I used to work not I have not had venison and this Every vegetarian in the world hearing me about to say this is probably <laughs> cringing. I used to work at a steakhouse um, when okay. I was in college. And so so you're going had, to hell. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that. But I've had veal on several occasions. And that itself is a huge polarizing issue for a lot of people is veal in general as, um, you know, a, a dinner, I guess. Um, yeah. so, so no venison, but... I've had veal and I know that's really controversial um and at the time and that's the thing too I think which was part of it is that um I was sometimes careless about Mm -hmm. you know what I was doing or what I was eating and not that people who eat meat or veal are careless it was just things that I wish I had been more conscious of just my personality yeah Um, so no no venison but yeah, I mean, it, and, and like I said, back to the farm, I mean, like I've sat in bonfires with guys who have livestock, including, you know, some, sh- I think they're lamb, is it sheep or lamb? Like what, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. sheeps or lambs or whatever. And, you know, and he also has uh, cattle and like, he really cares for them. I mean, he's had to, 
find one that's been birthed and died overnight or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and he's told me, he's like, yeah, he's like, it's very, he's like, it's the most craziest matrix you could ever think of. Like I raise these, I take care of these animals Mm -hmm. the best of my ability. And then at a certain point in time, I take them to be sold essentially. He's like, it's like, it's actually kind of really weird because I care about them. Um, mm. and so it's just like everything, everybody's in their own matrix or whatever, but, yeah. um, you know, so what is your actual primary source of, of protein? Because, you know, I, I actually, obviously I hunt and I eat, you know, I eat and give away, I would guess around, I would probably 300 pounds, close to 300 pounds of venison a year between the, what yeah. I eat and give away. I mean, I, I, if I can, and I'm in a place, if I'm traveling out of state and I get a dope permit or. Mm-hmm. You know, I always shoot extra deer because I know there's the people who want them. And I've also been able to supply a specific few families in need where I'll mm-hmm. process the deer, simply grind it up with mm-hmm. some, you know, beef fat or pork fat and seal it. And yeah. that's, they, they essentially live off that, you know, because meat's very expensive. So what do you, um, what do you eat for your fi- primary source of protein? Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, I eat a lot of eggs. I still, so my mother-in-law has, um, like a ranch and she has chickens. So we typically get our eggs from, from them because the the whole egg industry too is a whole nother topic. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I get, you know, I eat a lot of eggs, um, chickpeas or garbanzo beans, however you, um, and then, you know, a lot of different vegetables have pretty decent amount of, you know, protein in them. So like soybeans and spinach, um, you know, different like peas, stuff like that. And a lot of different beans as well have really high amounts of protein. And that was something I was pretty worried about when I was first transitioning into a vegetarian diet, because there are horror stories of people who like, have their hair has fallen out because they're not getting the right proteins or fats in their diet, um, you know, to, to sustain that kind of thing. Um, but even before I was vegetarian, I really didn't eat meat a whole lot, you know? So I, yeah, like I said, those things, I still do, you know, dairy, um, like yogurt and cheese. I don't really drink milk. I, um, we transitioned to almond milk a long time ago. Um, Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I don't know, the milk is weird. I haven't had milk in like two years, I don't think. Um, but still eat, like I said, yogurt every once in a while and, um, cheese pretty frequently because that is a good, um, source of fat and protein for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not great for you. (laughs) And some of the research about the hormones and antibiotics and stuff in meat is worse for, um, dairy production. So, um, but it's, I think that's, ironically harder for I well I would imagine yeah harder for me to cut out than than meat because dairy is in everything um yeah baked wise and you know a bunch of other bunch of other bunch of other and, things so and did you say you 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 said some said chickpeas and what kind of beans did you say fava beans oh no sorry chickpeas but they're also called garbanzo beans okay yeah and then he, he, have you ever had the fava beans or they're also called like broad beans or like really crunchy? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I found them at the grocery. You have to look that up. They're like okay. a really good snack. Okay. Um, pretty good. 
you know, all around. And I, I use those actually when I'm in the stand hunting. Um, oh, cool. um, so it's something to check out. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's the dairy. Yeah. Dairy's industry is another one, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, we can't tackle that topic yet. <laughs> no, I mean, I switched to, uh, to almond milk. I do eat yogurt very similar to you. And mm-hmm. also I do eat cottage cheese at night and it, I, I get an uneasy feeling when I do eat the cottage cheese, but it does have the protein that I need, mm-hmm. uh, that the casein, um, for when I go to sleep, yeah. but I just, I wish I could find something and maybe I should do more research on what I could substitute that with, but mm-hmm. it's, it also comes down to like price and convenience. Yes. And sometimes we're sacrificing that for what we really want. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when talking about like going out, um, the convenience of being either dairy free or vegetarian, I think that mm-hmm. is what deters a lot of people. Um, because you can't just go, you know, and get fast food or you can't just go to a restaurant and pick everything that you want off the menu or whatever. Um, and that's, I think that was the thing that was hardest at first is I would get so frustrated going somewhere and there was nothing that I wanted or nothing that I, you know, could eat. No. Um, French fries. But yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or like steamed Sign me up. in a terrible place that is gross. Yeah. So then you're like, I don't want that. <laughs> no, I know. It's, I mean, the only things I can think, I mean, I, the only thing that sticks really out is Thai food mm. for, for that. And I don't know if they're, that you have that where you live, but I mean, they're, they pretty have a good selection of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this interestingly went, <laughs> I thought we would be doing more, um, not arguing, but <laughs> it's very interesting that, um, you do think we can coexist yeah. as hunters and non-alike yeah. or just. Dis- dislike i guess um you know what the other thing is that i'd like to talk about too is you know like hunting for me is it sounds like same with miranda's that it's it's i mean it's not really the outdoors i guess isn't really a choice like i mean i could be depressed down in the dumps having Mm -hmm. the worst day i probably still will wake up in the morning to go hunting it's like not really Mm -hmm. a choice you know and so you know there's this community and obviously you may be part of the 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 vegetarian community and I just didn't you know if there is if there is kind of a community like mm-hmm. hunting where you know for example a guy that I I just chatted with on Facebook um, that I've met uh, once or twice invited me to Missouri tomorrow to go deer hunting for the weekend so there's just kind of like a close-knit mm-hmm. community of hunters do you do you find that as well like that you guys kind of click or mesh together do vegetarians hang out together or is it is it a one-man wolf you know, I don't, I feel like dietary preference is not necessarily like something I would bond over with somebody, <laughs> except, you know, I do, one I of my best you. friends does, you know, she chooses to be um, basically like 90% vegetarian, but then she will eat um, like there, she can order this, this chicken that's like certified organic, certified hormone, antibiotic Mm -hmm. free. So every once in a while, if she needs to, she will, you know, eat that. So she and I, you know, especially when I was going through the growing pains of becoming, you know, full-time vegetarian and I jumped into a cold Turkey. Like I did not like cheat kind of weekly or whatever, how some people do. No, really? No. 
uh, which was really hard, but like, you know, I could ask her for, you know, help on, you know, what, what should I be doing? Where can I go? Because she had already been doing it for a little while. Um, but yeah, I don't really see it as, you know, like a hobby or like a lifestyle, but you know, for example, and the way that I know to distinguish this is, you know, I, I go to the gym five days a week. So I see that as my camaraderie. Mm -hmm. I go there and I can connect with people Mm -hmm. over that. Um, I also love to hike and I love to go, you know, on walks and, you know, be in the mountains wherever I can be and, you know, doing those kinds of things. So I find camaraderie in those ways, but I I don't, I think vegetarians are some sometimes different. And then you kind of get into this, like, sometimes of who's the better vegetarian or oh you should be eating all of these things but you're not you know so I don't know I just it's also something that's not as hunting is for you and for a lot of people who do being a vegetarian is not who I am you know it's the unfortunate thing that I sometimes have to say at restaurants and I become that like cliche person who's like I'm really sorry but I have to disclose that I'm a vegetarian so you don't put bacon in whatever I'm eating yeah, in my BLT. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, it's not necessarily the center of you know everything that I that I am and that I do. It, it's obviously something that you know, especially within this first year that I've had to talk a lot about. Um, just so people are mindful, mm-hmm. you know, when asking me where I want to go out to eat, to know that I don't want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings because there's nothing that I can eat there. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I try my yeah. best to not make it like the forward point of myself because it's. Yeah. No, you know, I, I definitely, yeah, <laughs> I guess they would totally agree with that. I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off, but now I'm seeing, yeah, if you're going around telling everybody like Ew. that, you, it probably wouldn't go oh, over it's the greatest. So, so. It's so uncomfortable to tell people like. I don't know why it is, but I think especially, again, coming from Iowa, we are the number one pork producing state. So literally nobody gets it unless they have done it before or have other dietary restrictions. People who are, you know, gluten free, not by choice, or people who are lactose intolerant. When I say that I'm, you know, vegetarian, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, totally. I, you know, I get that. But obviously mine's a preference and theirs is a necessity. But I feel like people who have other you know, restrictions or diets, they totally get it, um, which is fine. But yeah, again, like I said, you know, as you kind of understand, not necessarily something I talk about frequently. Yeah, I get it. And I know what you're saying about identifying with it. And I've had to have this. And, and like you were saying, vegetarians, you know, compete like, you know, even though like Buddhist monks, you know, they're supposed to be, you know, those higher being, they actually compete to see who can meditate right. like the longest or whatever so just like natural and i've had to have the same conversation with myself about like not identifying with it because like i didn't shoot a buck mm-hmm. this year. so i'm like okay you are not defined <laughs> by this buck you didn't right. get and so and it, i've tried to do that right. it's not really working but um <laughs> so yeah i find it very interesting and like kind of yeah i could mm-hmm. see why it's not really like a you know a label that you want to really be like advertising you know it's kind of like i don't like to wear a camel in public honestly i don't like to i don't like to be that persona of the the hunter that people think that Mm -hmm. hunters are the like the redneck guy that's you know just kind of sloppy and just yeah a redneck really that's most hunters aren't right yeah well um, and i hope too you know like and i'm you know i'm glad that 
you know, you understand this, at least from my perspective, is that um, I just think people who get so up in arms about what their perception of somebody is um, as being the end all be all of every person that they end up meeting who shares a similar label. Um, I just, I think that's such a burden to carry to just hate somebody based on what they enjoy or a preference that they have um, over something else. I just think it's so crazy. And, you know, it would be, like I said, hypocritical of me to say, Oh, well, I don't like you because you kill animals because I know how sustainable that lifestyle is not only for, you know, a human who is using the product Mm -hmm. of that as, you know, sustenance, but also for the environment. So if I said I completely disagree with it, it just wouldn't make any sense. And unfortunately, people have so many half-baked ideas like that, that they just want to so be on one track that they can't put their mind somewhere else. Yeah, and I I totally, uh, yeah, and it's like, they don't, a lot of people don't understand, like, I mean, like, so you, let's say you shoot, like hunt this specific deer. It's the oldest deer, the oldest buck in the woods. And then you, you mm-hmm. get them. It's like, it's like the most, there's like an awkward silence in the mm-hmm. woods because like now you've just changed the social structure of the whole entire woods now, because you've just killed the, the king, you know, the, the, the king yeah. of the woods. And now, you know, two younger bucks are going to fight to see who's next strongest in yeah. line. And it's like, kind of like the older I get the you know the the more I guess sympathy I feel when I do shoot a deer whether it's a mm-hmm. doe or a buck you know I feel like closer to it I mean not to the point where I'm like I'm gonna or quit you cry or something afterwards. like that but I mean I <laughs> no no I don't do that but I do think that there's always a possibility that I may like the deer more than I like hunting mm-hmm. the deer if that's even a thing sometimes because I just I just I get so like, I don't know, spiritual or emotional about, about shooting the big ones yeah. or something. It's kind of weird. I, I know other people think mm-hmm. that way and I've talked on a deeper level with certain people, but you don't like hear like somebody on TV talking about how emotional yeah. it is or whatever, yeah. you know? So, well, I mean, you spend so much got time this... waiting, you know, yeah. and even seeing yeah. them pass by every, you know, every little while. And I think too, and I mean, it'd be cool to hear your perspective on this too. I think some people just think every time you see a deer, you don't see it as an animal. You mm-hmm. see it as an opportunity. And I don't think that that's true, at least not no. from my experience surrounding myself, you know, with hunters. Um, you know, Miranda, for example, she'll say that a deer is cute, you know, if she sees one or, you know, she yeah. doesn't automatically think, oh, man, really wish I had my gun. And I think that's a huge misconception for people <laughs> no. is that they're like, yeah. you, anything you see, you take it as your own opportunity. And that's yeah. not that's not true. <laughs> No, I totally agree because I, I, and I, I had this in my mind and I didn't know your your stance, but that's why I was so excited Mm -hmm. about this. But I mean, like, for example, I hunted from October 1st until November 7th before I even saw a buck that I was, I would Mm -hmm. consider shooting. And since that day, which was November, November 7th, I haven't seen another one until like Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. weekend and it was 200 yards away and I've seen deer in in range almost every hunt and so it's like it's just not it's not this barbaric thing that people that I don't think that that people think that it really is it's um you know and I've I've run into different I mean hunting is you know taking me to Iowa it's taking me to Mm -hmm. Wyoming and and 
to Texas. I'm going to Louisiana in January. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just not that kind of thing. It's, it's like, uh, you know, there are people of course that there's always going to be the, you know, the small percentage of people that make everyone mm-hmm. look bad. So, um, but it's just not like that. And yeah, um, it's not opportunistic. It's calculated and, you know, you guys pay attention and you do your research and it, God, the amount of work that you'd have to go through if you were so opportunistic that the first deer that you saw yeah. you shot and then you waste your tags, you know, that's just, you don't, yeah. you just don't do that. I mean, it takes, and it takes as much discipline to do what you're doing and then go to the gym, like you mm-hmm. said, you're doing and everything as it does to hunt like sure. that. Because I mean, I, I go to the gym as well. And I, like I said, I do eat sometimes like a couple times a week, mm-hmm. whatever. And I try to stay as disciplined as possible with my water and all that stuff. But like, it's like, you know, exactly what it's like to have that. And that's a really hard, um, develop thing to develop is that discipline and that's a discipline that a lot of a lot of hunters have and a lot of hunters mm-hmm. don't have is is the discipline to sit there and wait and trust that what they what they're doing is going to work what their plan is going to come yeah. together absolutely but so i mean do you, do you have anything else do you think that it's ever possible for for you know that you know hunting to kind of um I don't know if it's even possible for hunting and obviously guns. I don't really want to talk about guns. I'm not an expert on guns by any means, but hunting to, you know, revert back to just something that exists amongst families and, and as a tradition, do you think it's going to ever go that way or do you think it's going to keep going towards the, you know, always the threat of losing, losing mm-hmm. more land and losing opportunity? You know, I would hope that <clears throat> I think, I think with any, with anything, with any hobby or with any, you know, lifestyle that people have understanding, um, of tradition and, um, also empathy for how important it is for certain people to carry on doing that or to pass those things on, you know, to their kids or, you know, to do that with their families. Um, and also, I mean, realistically, it is the most cost effective way to take care, especially in the Midwest, um, of the land that we have and to make sure that we are not overpopulating or, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and as somebody who, you know, chooses not to hunt, you know, when I, when I do have kids, I would never say, well, I don't, I don't want to. So I don't think you should either. I think everybody should just keep their hands out of it. And if somebody chooses to do that, then that's their choice. I would never encourage or ever think that it would be okay. Um, or even appropriate to tell somebody that they should live a certain way just because you want them to be a part of your tribe or your group, but to let people just make that decision for themselves. Um, because then, you know, then it's free. People can do what they want to. It's still fun for people. Um, and they yeah. can find, you know, as you have and, and so many others have, find that community and that camaraderie um, in a safe way that, you know, is obviously regulated and is, you know, fairly safe with, you know, the right training or preparation. So, I mean, I would hope just because I think it would be inappropriate if it didn't, but I would hope that, you know, people would let it continue because again, it's a huge part of a lot of people's lifestyles. And I would be, you know, really irritated or annoyed if somebody told me that the things that I valued and I cared a lot about, you know, I, I shouldn't do or couldn't do based on their opinion. 
Exactly. And it, it is highly regulated. In fact, the, the Fish and Wildlife Service, um, who, who federally regulates waterfowl, had just, just changed mid, mid-season in most mm-hmm. states the quantity of ducks that you and geese mm-hmm. that you can take due to whatever surveys that they're seeing or not yeah. seeing. And it is very highly regulated. And, you know, like you said, with, you know, passing it on, you know, thankfully women are taking uh, up hunting because if we didn't have women taking up hunting right now, we would be losing hunters at a more alarming rate than we are because the youth aren't, you know, the youth numbers are, you know, the youth numbers are down. The average hunter is, you know, are probably our mm-hmm. parents' age, you know, closer to our parents' age, you know, and not our age, unfortunately, like it was right. years ago. Well, and that's why too, I'm so thankful for like my family members who do hunt, like, you know, my sister-in-law, she always said, you know, when my, when, you know, my husband and I have children and they're old enough, she wants to take them fishing. She wants to take them hunting. And I would, well, tell her to take me. <laughs> I'll drop, I'll drop that hint. Um, but like, I, I, so much believe in like accessibility to opportunity and resource. Um, so I would, you know, I would never want to be a proponent that takes away that opportunity. So I'm so thankful that even though I don't do it, that somebody, you know, that is inevitably going to be in my life forever will offer that opportunity to that, you know, to my family, even though I may not be the person to do that. And that there, and that there are podcasts or, you know, blogs or websites that, are giving, you know, tips and hints and, you know, advice to people who are amateurs, who are looking for that guidance, who Mm -hmm. might not have somebody in their life to give that to them. Um, So I think, you know, just honestly, what you're doing is really important too, because you're providing that, you know, informed guidance to people who really obviously need it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And it's just, it's been on my mind for a while. And I do have I'm looking for a place right now to do some videos because I kind of would like to do, you know, a whole series on, Hey, you know, let's say Shelby wants to get into hunting next year. And she's just like, okay. And goes to the store and she's like, Holy, mm-hmm. there's bows from $300 to now they sell brand new bows for $1,600 all the way up. And it's like, where do you right. start? Like, and I, and the, the goal is to, to make a series of videos if I can find a place that I can go mm-hmm. at night. Cause it's going to have to be, at whatever hours I can do it in, indoors and make a series is how do you start? How do you talk to a land? What do you say to a landowner to get permission to hunt? Because, you know, everybody says, you know, all the land's leased up. People don't mm-hmm. let you hunt. And, you know, I, I mean, I moved out here in February of 2017. Right now I have, I don't know how many acres of private land I can hunt. And then on top of that, the obviously the public land, I mean, it's, it's astronomical. And all I have done is, I've shook some hand. I've shaken some hands. Is it shook or shaking? I'm not sure. Um, I've, uh, you know, bailed some hay. I've had my dad dri- uh, deliver or drop or ship me some, you know, maple syrup from oh. New York. You know, I buy him gifts and stuff mm-hmm. like that and just keep a good relationship. And that's, and, and they appreciate that. And I, and I appreciate probably mm-hmm. more. Yeah. You guys are doing other favors. But, and I would, um, things of people because there is the opportunity there is the opportunity um like you said uh um it can bring you places that you've never been before and meet people that you may never run into so yeah absolutely um but i don't know if i have anything else right now um i'm actually 
when I get off, going to be packing and uh, seeing if I can't uh, miss getting or not get any frostbite this weekend. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck to you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Shelby. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks. Yep. Bye.